Hey everybody, this is Richard Santiago coming at you from our studio. I know this is not the usual way that we start the episodes, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode was recorded while uh, Wakanda Forever was in theaters, and the purpose of it was to release it then. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and I thought that it would be best to put it out now that Wakanda Forever is about to premiere on Disney+. Plus. A word of warning while you're listening to this episode, I was getting over a cold, so my voice is raspy and stuffy, and I was swallowing a lot. I also want to thank JC for stopping by. It's always great to have his opinion on, on this podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll hear more from him in the future. All right, that's enough of that. Enjoy the show. So, so we're here to talk about Black Panther, but I would also like to talk about She-Hulk. Okay. So this is a very loose episode. Please jump in whenever you want. Uh, if if you if you think I missed something or I misspoke, please. Um, you're the uh, comic book expert here, so <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. So first off. Before we go into anything Marvel, I just wanted to address the elephant in the room in our um, Facebook chat, which is Andor. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to dwell too much on it because I'm probably going to do a, a separate podcast on it, but I just have to at least mention it because, yeah. I finally have a Star Wars show that's for me. Um, for me too. Last time we spoke, I was really jaded with this whole Star Wars thing. Burned so many times. I was so disappointed with the Obi-Wan show. Not that I expected much of it, but it was just even worse than I thought. And I was just reticent to kind of indulge in this one but i'm glad that you and and other people just persuaded me to push through because i have to admit those first two episodes were rough um and just because i i felt that they they were a bit meandering but once you once 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 you hit that third one it's it's all it's all gravy from there on man it's well right now i think it's just the best show on tv Bar none. It's the best show on TV. And and, and to, to the people listening to this, no, you don't have to be a Star Wars fanatic or, or know any lore to enjoy the show. I think it's, it's a show that... Look, if you like thrillers, if you like spy thrillers, you'll definitely love this show because that's what it is. It just takes place in Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe. It has, it has full round characters. The cast is phenomenal. The writing, in my opinion, is the best that Star Wars has had maybe ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, if if you guys out there haven't had a chance to check the show out, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. What about you, JC? Yeah, it was definitely a surprise. I mean, you know... When they announced the show, I definitely wasn't excited for it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's about a character. You already know what their fate's going to be in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Spoilers, you know. Um, 
he obviously dies at the very end of it. And then he wasn't exactly a super compelling character to me. Yeah. I felt like Jin Erso was probably even more compelling. Um, and so when they said they were going to make a show about it, I was like, oh, where are they going with this? Like, are they just trying to milk everything they can? You know, Diego, yeah, Diego Luna is fantastic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it came out, and I was really glad that they released three episodes all at once because mm-hmm. if they didn't, then I probably would have dropped it too after episode two because it was such a slow burn. But, you know, now that we're in that rhythm, right, the cadence of the three episode arcs, um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty genius to do that because I don't know if any other television shows have, have done it. Um, so it's working out really well for them. And, you know, it, it's kind of like these build up and pay off, build up and pay off so that you're not kind of just waiting for like the finale or anything like that, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the previous Star Wars shows started to lean a little bit more into, right? Where it's like, all right, you know, where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah. Or, or, or on the other side, you know, more like the Mandalorian shows, you're like, all right, this, you know, this is starting to be very episodic, you know, with the side quests, like, you know, kind of from video games. Mm-hmm. But then it seemed like every moment, every scene has its purpose within Andor. So extremely tightly written, extremely tightly paced. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like you said, yeah, it's definitely one of the best shows that I think TV's ever seen. I just want to point out, this is, this is a prequel, right? That doesn't, it doesn't fall for these prequel shortcomings, right? It's not a no. prequel that is focused on, on, on meeting the end, of what we already know, it's 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 not gearing us toward the end of Rogue One. Um, it's not preoccupied with that. It's preoccupied with telling us the story that we're watching right now. And yeah. even though we know the fate of the titular character, um, it's everyone around him that make the show. Uh, and I find that really really interesting. Um, so anyway, I don't want I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking about it because we can we can do a full dive on this. But um. just to close out, you know, on Andor, I think we talked about this, you know, in our chat, which is I think they really kind of missed an opportunity with the branding here. Um, they they could have given it a much more compelling name than just Andor, because like you said, I think the story does kind of go beyond the origins and the background of Andor and into really the origins of the rebellion, right? Because you have so many of these characters who play the role in the rebellion, and it is really the start of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Empire has just come into power, and now they're realizing, all right, we need to fight back. And so you're seeing a lot of the seeds for this organization that we see in the original trilogy and in Rogue One, but it's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I think maybe Andor Rise of the Bell Rebellion, something like that. Like <laughs> I don't, it would have been a better hook, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I like so. I like the sleekness of just the one word, but probably for people who who maybe don't know who Andor was or who are kind of on the fence, maybe putting like a subtitle after Andor would have worked. I don't know. Anyway, so enough of Star Wars. Let's get into the MCU. We um, we kind of glossed over She-Hulk. Uh, we, when we talked about Thor the last time, we mentioned that it was about to start, I think. Um, but we never got to podcast about it, so the show 
is done. We kind of had a back and forth on our chat about it. But I don't think I have a definitive uh, view from you as far as how the show landed for you. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was entertaining enough for me to want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know where I land on that finale and the direction they decided to go there. Mm-hmm. Um are we getting to spoilers right now? Sure. Spoilers for She-Hulk starting right now. Yeah, so this whole show, I mean, there was this whole build up, right? Just like any other show of this shady organization slash online troll group that's kind of, you know, that could be very much present in today's world, you know, that who are not happy with the fact that there's a female Hulk out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they go one step further to you know, go beyond harassing her to trying to get her blood and, and all that. And, and so there was a whole buildup there and the payoff was that it was this guy that she went on a date with, but that wasn't the payoff of the entire show. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. you know, they would have this, they had the whole scene built up where like, Oh, uh, you know, all the characters that were in the show all come together for this big finale, big fight, this creepy dude who, you know, wouldn't take no for an answer, uh, Somehow gets the Hulk serum, and then he turns into this this the smallest version of the Hulk that's ever been made in the MCU, but the funniest <laughs> and nerdy looking. But you know, but then what happens is they just stop it right there because She Hulk herself is not happy with this scene, so it breaks the fourth wall. And this whole show, entire show, is about breaking the fourth wall, which is staying true to the comics, right? And then she goes into the Disney Plus menu. And at that point, I'm just like, what is going on? You know, like, am I dreaming this? You know, yep. is, it, is it time to sleep? <laughs> but uh, so so that's when it kind of really goes off the rails a little bit, for better or worse. Uh, but it's staying true to the comics, because in the She-Hulk comics, there actually was an issue where she comes out and she's unhappy with the story. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to the Marvel writers, right? So exactly like that, she goes to Marvel Studios. She talks to Kevin Feige, not, not well, Kevin, not Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. but this, you know, robot version of him who, who kind of, uh, it, it's, it, it's the same stand in for the writers, right? And she complains saying, oh, this is not how I wanted to end. And then it's so funny because she pulls out this laundry list of all the issues that everyone's had with Marvel, right? Big CGI battle. Um, uh, and, and I forgot what some other complaints were. But have given a voice to all like the critics, so I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. But at the same time, I don't know if it worked for me, right? I I feel like maybe I wanted a little bit more payoff, um, especially because when it gets back into the story, it just it, it already ends it that just finale ends. scene. Yeah, right. It just ends. That's it, right? Uh, but there are some cool things. You know, it was really awesome to see uh, Charlie Cox back as Matt Murdock. You know, Dare, Daredevil and seeing him part of the MCU officially. We had a glimpse of him in No Way Home, but then this is the first official time we see him in the costume and in a very comic accurate costume, mm-hmm. not just with the red, but also with the yellow. So that was cool. And then there, the chemistry between you know Charlie Cox and Tatiana Maslany was actually fantastic. I would love to see a series like season. If there's a season two, just make it about those two, like a law story about Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters. Yeah, I just so. I just question how. How much are they going to stick to the version of Matt Murdock from the Netflix show? Uh, because yes, it's the same character, but yeah. I don't know. Is is Disney is Disney Plus going to do 
a gritty Daredevil like the one on Netflix, or are they gonna kind of squeegee it up and clean it up? And I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. The whole that, that the whole relationship was great. Uh, the whole mustard and ketchup line was was great. Yeah, so I I I kind of enjoyed the show. Um, I have to admit, I mostly watched it for my kids because they really liked it, but. My biggest complaint, and, and I told this to you many times, is that I couldn't get over the bad CG. It's just, it's so front and center. It's so distracting. Um, and I'm not blaming the animators because I know they're stretched thin. This economy is not great and their industry is suffering a lot. But it's, it's, it just, it felt so incomplete. And it's a bummer. It's a bummer because it gave way to so many stupid remarks from people who were already down on the show before it even aired. Um, and so it's un it's unfortunate that Disney decided to just push it through even though it looked terrible. I mean, her walking down those stairs in front of the courthouse or wherever it is that she was going, it just, I don't know, it looked, it, it didn't look great, man. It didn't look great. My my other my other quibble with the show is that it it felt like the writers didn't know how to make like a thirty minute thing. It mm -hmm. every single episode felt like they wrote a one hour long thing and then they just it got cut down, chopped yeah. it in the middle and said, "There you go, you got two episodes." And I don't know if that was it or what, but every episode kind of felt a bit incomplete. Um, but Tatiana Maslany, she's great. Uh, she's actually the best thing of the show. Um, she's so charismatic. Uh, she's funny. Um, I don't know if you if you got to see her on on her show, uh, Orphan Black, but she was fantastic on that show. Uh, truly amazing. The work that she does there is incredible. Um, and so to have such a good actress with a so-so script it's kind of a bummer um i did like those moments where when she went on dates um and i'm very curious about that because i i don't i don't know how that works this whole online dating thing i have no idea how it works so um yeah i'm kind of an oldie on that uh, so <laughs> I it's, caught the beginning i caught, i guess i was able to catch the beginning of that since you know i met my wife on on one of those. So, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I mean, if I, again, I think the Marvel's shows have been able to get amazing actors and actresses, you know, into these roles and Tatiana mm -hmm. Maslan definitely can't wait to see her back. Um, it's just, sometimes they don't know what to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, Jamila Jamil, she was great with, with, as Titania, but then it felt like the writers never knew what to do with this Titania, mm -hmm character other than just throw her into these situations you know rather than giving her something more meaningful right yeah um it's like she was just there oh um same thing with i guess um um really renee elise goesbury fantastic actress you know and i thought she did a great great job what she was given but again not too sure what they were going with her being like the yeah more stuck up seasoned lawyer so mm-hmm but I did like so one thing I did like that they did did write about the character though 
was Emil Blonsky with Abomination. I liked his arc. And I like this whole like idea of, oh, is he for real? You know, you don't know if he's yeah, like really turned yeah. good or bad. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out, yeah, he actually did turn good. And so yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. That that was fine. And I I don't think I have any issues with with the end because where else could the show go? I mean, it was so ridiculous up to that point that the only way to go was to break the fourth wall and actually address it. So I have no issues with that. My my issue is probably with the writers. I mean, did did they did they paint themselves into a corner and just found an exit and took it, or was this planned? Um, and no, I think so. Uh, they I wa- actually watched the assembly episode, the back behind the scenes. Oh yeah, and yeah. it did start out with they wanted to write you know a very traditional marvel movie ending right that's closer in the vein of of what they were gonna do before they broke completely broke the fourth wall but kevin feige said what are you doing this isn't a marvel movie like so i think kevin stepped in and was like no this is probably not the right direction where you want to go and i think it was him that said you should go with the four, break the fourth wall and go with that approach yeah um yeah, so good call from Kevin, but it didn't have to get to that point. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Um, no, definitely, yeah. I, I think I think it got to a point where it was just so ridiculous that the only way out was to do that, to do what they did. Um, but in, in the hands of probably better seasoned writers... Um, Maybe, maybe they could have tied everything together. Um, yeah, it was just too many things going on at the same time. Right. And, and unfortunately, uh, it, it didn't all gel. But I'm okay with the ending. Because again, where else could it go? If if they continued on, on that trajectory where everything was leading up to this big confrontation at the end, that would have sucked, man. When yeah. I went, dude, when I saw, when I, when I saw that suddenly Hulk drops in, <laughs> yeah. I go, what the hell is going on? Um, so, so yeah. So the next logical step would be, yes, just, let's just break the fourth wall and, and, um, and end it that way. Okay. But my problem with this is they did exactly what they said they what they were making fun of themselves saying like oh you know the hulk drops in right uh-huh. she was complaining about that like, whose story is this right yeah. but then they go and end with hulk and his son it's like exactly oh, yeah just, yeah yeah i don't know so it's like it's okay so you went through this whole trade trade you know and all that but there was there wasn't really a payoff to it i felt like you know mm-hmm. other than we didn't want to do a big cgi battle right yeah. so I think that's the only part that kind of doesn't sit perfectly with me. But I mean, yeah, like the fourth wall breaking was genius. I felt like it was really fun. Um, maybe a little circle jerky with the Kevin and all that, but you know, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is my last point on the show, and it's for it to be uh, this court type of show, right? There wasn't much lawyering in it. It was very, very vague. Um, I don't know if maybe we're kind of used to having 
Law and Order teach us how courts go or just watching too many movies about court cases. <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't know. It was just so superficial, everything that they did in the court. Um, I kind of wanted to see a bit more of that. How, how do you incorporate? Because there's a reason why she's the lawyer, right? Um, so why not make that part of the show? I just felt like it was kind of tacked on. Yeah, like a bigger part of the show. So more of like I like we were talking about, you know, the Matt Murdock, Jennifer Walters legal scene. Probably, I think that was the best legal scene in the entire show. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of that, you know. So, yeah. uh, I don't know, and, and you know, coming back, they were saying maybe She Hulk could have been a movie. How do you feel about that? Mm-mm. Do you feel like no? You feel like a series was the right way to go? Well, honestly, I don't think how this character would work in a movie Mm -hmm. Um, and and it it also goes to my complaint about the hulk which i I don't think making another movie about the hulk would work Mm -hmm. um just because we've already kind of mined his story we he's he always has the same issue in in the stories that we see he gets angry. He's trying to find a cure for his quote-unquote disease, right? He has the lover. Uh, they, their love is not meant to be. It's the same same thing all over again. So it, the, the character of Hulk works, you know, when you pair him with someone else, like with Thor or in the Avengers. But as a standalone character, uh, I don't know. It's not that it's not that interesting. I mean, there's just yeah. not much there to mine. Granted, I haven't read any other comic books. I'm just basing this off of my knowledge of the Hulk show and the Hulk movies that I've seen. Um, but I've I've read about uh, Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk, which mm-hmm. could be a storyline that comes into uh, into the fold in the MCU. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so this character of She-Hulk, yeah, she's interesting as as this comic relief type of character for a TV show, but headlining a movie? I don't know, man. I don't think so. But I'm 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 game. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, MCU. Yeah, prove him wrong, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is the interesting part, right? Where we're, you know, I kind of was wondering the same thing too, because this happened in a movie and I arrived at the same conclusion. No. Um, but it could be very tiresome if we need to be launching characters with TV shows all the time, because not every TV show is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's going you know, to fall in love with these characters. So um, I guess a quick segue would be Werewolf by Night. Did you end up watching that? Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. see it. So I'm really, really glad that Marvel is doing the shorter, not necessarily movie length. Mm-hmm. I think that was like 55 minutes, like a one shot type of deal. Yeah. And I honestly think that might've been the best Disney plus Marvel thing this year. That was so fun. And it came out right at the perfect time. Um, yeah. I, th- I think that uh, what, what they did with, with, uh, with werewolf by night was so much better than what Universal was trying to do with the mummy and whatever else they had uh, right? up their sleeves. I, w- 
I will watch a series like like a series of movies in this you know world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun. Everybody knows what the werewolf is, um, and you know the the way that they took for granted the the transformation. You know, every single werewolf movie has the transformation, but in in this in this one, there is a transformation. You just don't get to see it. You see it through somebody else's eyes, and that's I yeah. think that's fantastic. Even if it was for uh, for budget reasons or whatever, I think I think they got a meal out of it. Um, the music was fantastic. It's amazing that uh, Michael Giacchino can also direct because um, he he is a very famous composer. Uh, I think he's one of the best composers alive right now. Um, he was the composer for the show Lost, for Alias, Star Trek, um, a bunch of Marvel movies, Pixar, and now we learn that he can also direct. So he did a fantastic job. Yeah. I mean, totally leaning into the campy, you know, black and white horror yeah, with yeah. the style. Um, so brutal too. So. You know, coming back to your question, are they going to make Daredevil as Bruto? I don't know. Maybe they should make it black and white, and then they can do all the blood. That they want. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is bloody, gruesome. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's appropriate for kids. But yeah, damn, yeah. was it fun, right? Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of uh, throat slashings in that one, and, yeah, and 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 blood, and yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Should I, should I show this to my kids? But it's it's so fun. It's a really fun movie. Uh, quote one shot. Um, and if if you guys out there haven't seen it, I highly recommend. It's it's really fun. Um, it it leans into into uh, this whole um, classic horror movies from from the fifties. Um, and it's 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 interesting because. We didn't hear about this until until the Marvel announcement, right? The the yeah, the big uh, the big display that they have when they when they tell us about was all it the D23 movies. Twenty three, or yeah. is it a Comic Con? Yeah, I think it was D twenty three, which wasn't that far off from the actual date that that it, that it came out. Wow, so they kept it under wraps pretty well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, so yeah, you're. I think you're right. I think. I think that um, introducing characters like that could be an interesting way of, you know, uh, segueing from what they're doing right now because, and we're going to talk about this uh, for, for Wakanda forever. They recently they've they've kind of um, started introducing characters in a way that I am I'm not a fan of. Uh, mm-hmm. So so yeah, I think I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. I think this could be a really good way to do it. Yep. Yeah, I would say before this, before Way Off by Night, the character that I'm most excited to see as part of the bigger MCU, you know, in these big Avengers movies, mm-hmm. was Kang. Obviously, right? Because yep. you know, very compelling character. But now it's Ted, man. I want to see <laughs> Ted in a single Marvel movie going forward. That guy is awesome. Yeah. This green swamp monster totally needs to be in like whatever final battle that Secret Wars or you know whichever of the Avengers movies they're they're gonna they're gonna have everybody come back and he needs to be right there. 
another running th- out of a portal or another whatever thing about this another thing about this movie <laughs> and i'm sorry to interrupt you but another thing about this movie is that it could be just a solo thing right it doesn't really mm-hmm. need to yep. tie into any of the marvel stuff it could live yeah. just like this one thing and it was great and that's it um or or not right uh so yeah, I think um, the other thing that I liked is how uh, how many practical stuff they did in that movie. Oh yeah, because um, Ted was was a practical suit. They enhanced yes. it with CG, but it was a pr- practical thing, and it looked great. It looked fantastic, um, and and the sets were were there. They. You know, you could you could actually see the characters, the yeah. actors touch the sets. None of this blue screen uh, uh, or or volume thing. Um, which going back to Andor, that's another thing about that show that kind of makes it so 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 real. It's that mm-hmm. they they actually built sets for it, and it's right. it's evident. Um, so anyway, anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about what we came here for, and that is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Only the most broken people. Can be great leaders. His people did not call him General or King. They called him Kukulkan, the Feather Serpent God. Killing him will risk eternal war. He's coming for the surface world. Show them. Now, this movie was written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, and it was directed by Ryan Coogler. And here is a brief synopsis. After the death of their king, T'Challa, the Wakandan kingdom is faced with the repercussions of not having the protection of the Black Panther, while other nations try to take advantage of that situation to exploit their precious metal, Vibranium. This was a big movie. It's expected to be one of the biggest uh, this year. JC, you saw the movie. I saw the movie. What are your thoughts without any spoilers? And and then, here's the thing. I want to jump into spoiler territory fairly quickly. So feel free to give your initial thoughts, and then I'll put the spoiler bumper, and we'll go into it, all right? Yeah, sure. So coming in, obviously, um, Brian Coogler had a monumental, momentous, you know, task at hand, right? Which is you had to do a movie without your your leading actor and the main character of your franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, because Chadwick Boseman sadly passed away. And you know, a big part of, I think, what made Black Panther work was obviously Chadwick Boseman. Um, Even though some people might say he was maybe a little overshadowed in his own movie compared to Civil War, 
but he, every time he's on scene, it's still compelling because he's just such a phenomenal actor, you know, delivering a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. So coming in, obviously the stakes were very high and you had to show that maybe that the franchise could continue as worthy of continuing. And I felt, and at the same time, recognize, you know, the, the passing and, and I guess address the grief of, of that we all felt as fans when we heard of it. Um, Cause definitely it was shocking. I still remember, you know, when I heard, when I saw the headline, I was, I could not believe what was happening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I thought to that end, they did a fantastic job. Uh, was it perfect? Of course not. Like there's definitely, you know, parts that I think I would have done differently, but it was an emotional tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And it actually did a great job in setting up, you know, a compelling reason for continuing the franchise um, with a new Black Panther. It gave the, I guess it gave the, the, the ability to grieve to the characters um, I thought they did really well with that and dealing with grief, um, mm-hmm. to, I guess, well, I'll, ca- I'll add a caveat of to the best extent that you can in a Marvel movie that needs to have set pieces. <laughs> and we can talk more about that during the spoilers, but I feel like overall, you know, with the goals that they wanted to achieve with this movie, I felt like they were able to do it. Um, fantastic villain as well, you know, in, in Namor, I think that's, that's how they're pronouncing it in the movie now. Right. Um, Absolutely uh, fantastic world building over, I'm sorry, uh, Teloka? Is that? Telecon. What's the name? Telecon. Telecon? Telecon. Thank you. Fantastic world building there. And they did it in such a way that they were able to avoid, I think, the Aquaman comparisons. Obviously, it will be their Atlantis, you know, versus Telecon. But I think they were able to kind of give it its own visual stamp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, introducing a compelling villain and... Um, getting a little bit into spoiler territory here, but being able to reuse this villain down the road and not being a one-off, you know? So uh, I felt I felt like uh, it was very enjoyable. Again, not without problems, but definitely the best Marvel movie of the year, which I guess isn't that high of a bar based on our previous, you know, conversations. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> so the short version for me is this um it was an enjoyable film that honors its predecessors its predecessor and um it gives us an antagonist to root for with a heavy dose of shoe leather stuffed with a big old MCU shoehorn that's how i feel about this movie um, to go into a little bit more detail, um, I do think it's a beautiful movie. It's it's full of a rich culture. Um, it honors Chadwick. Um, it honors the character of T'Challa. It has moments of pain and mourning. You know those those type of moments that kind of create knots in your in your in your throat. It has a wonderful antagonist. Uh, the character, like you said, of Namor is is probably one of the best that the MCU has had. Um, and his civilization is formidable. But this is also a very flawed, in my view, a very flawed MCU movie. 
the fact that you know, although it relies on on the collective whole that Chatwood Bozeman left, it does very little to kind of expand that beyond what we already feel. Especially with the character of Suri, who kind of gets the brunt of this, right? And I think she gets a disservice from the script with all this extra stuff that's around it. So, yeah. So let's let's go into, into spoilers because we, we have to talk about a bunch of stuff. Um the the movie the movie's fine uh, it's it was it was fun it was entertaining it just i think it's really bloated and we'll talk about that in spoilers starting right now all right so before before i go into my um spiel um do you have anything you want to add to that spoiler wise i wasn't quite so so bring up shuri i wasn't quite sold on her being black panther mm. being the black successor um granted a part of it is you know Letitia writes i think beliefs off screen and her being very vocal anti-vaxxer and all that mm-hmm. um in contrast to chad who was you know couldn't be any more different but then trying to reconcile her real life persona you know her real life uh beliefs and her being this scientist i don't know i it it was weird for me a little bit. I felt it, it. I think the real world unfortunately bled over a little bit into into the story and this in this make belief world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like she was given an arc. Is it the best arc? Like you said, no, right? Um, but it was. I think it was powerful to see her deal with her grief. Though I'm not completely sold that she is over it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i will say that one of my favorite scenes in the movie was who she sees in the ancestral plane which is obviously you know michael b jordan's character killmonger um and and that kind of explains you know why her suit is the way it looks she kind of patterned it off his yeah and having the anger you know consume her but then finally choosing her own path i thought that they did that really well i, I don't know i just I'll root for her in the future, maybe, but I, I, I'm not fully on board with her being the new Black Panther. I think I thought maybe Nakia, you know, or even Okoye would have been been fantastic choices. Yeah, well, or they could have gone direction have three Black Panthers. We'll talk about Okoye as well. Um, just don't, yeah, don't let me yeah. forget. Don't let me forget this. Uh, oh no, let's go into Okoye. I mean, I felt like you know that was another issue I had with the movie, which was I didn't like her arc. You know, so she gets dismissed because of what happens to Shuri, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, Queen Queen Ramonda is extremely angry, you know, at her for right reason, and that was a powerful scene from Angela Bassett. But then, I don't know, I was expecting her to be restored instead of turn into this other superhero with this weird blue costume, um, which, yeah, they're, they're trying to introduce, introduce another, you know, black superhero but I don't know if this is the right way to do it. And I know your big, what your biggest problem is. So I'll let you talk about introducing another black superhero here. <laughs> well, okay. So bef- before we get into that, um, there was th- there was so much talk during the movie about this suit and this. Um, it's so ugly, right? She 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 expresses her disgust for the suit, and of course, during the entire movie, you're thinking, well, she's gonna end up wearing it, right? I mean. Right, 
that's why that's that's why she's criticizing it so much. Um, and then she puts it on, and it's just blink and you'll miss it. It, it. I don't know. I. And this is one of the things that I think is just overstuffed with so many so many things. Um, I do want to point out things that I I loved about the movie. Um, first off. The, the way it honors not only T'Challa, the character, but but Chatwood Boseman is phenomenal. I, I The way it starts, um, it feels like I felt when I heard the news. Uh, it, it's, it's, that, it's that chaos of not understanding what what is going on you can't do anything about it you're just learning about this and we we didn't know anything until now and 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 that's it we didn't have a chance to say goodbye sure he doesn't have a chance to say goodbye it's that it's that internal chaos that i'm pretty sure most of the people who who enjoyed black panther who looked up to chat with bozeman kind of felt in that moment. Um, and yeah, so the movie starts with a bang. The The Marvel logo also honors T'Challa and, and Chatwood Boseman in silence. I think that was a great way to start. Um, and then we go into this overstuffiness of trying to do the Marvel thing. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I I think Angela Bassett is the MVP of this movie. She was phenomenal. Every single time she was on screen, it was pitch perfect. Every monologue that she had when she's addressing um, the, what is it? The uh, UN or I don't know, a bunch of people from different countries. Um, yeah, that, that entire monologue was great. And then when she is, uh, stripping Okoye from, from being the leader of the Dora Milaje, uh, that, that was amazing. I don't think she's right because, I mean, she didn't stop Okoye, right? But, but I understand why she feels the way she feels. Uh, she's lost everything. So... Um, so yeah, Angela Bassett. Yeah, look, I would I would probably watch a Black Panther movie just about her character. Um, that's not happening, but <laughs> but yeah, I I would absolutely do it. Um, she was great. She was great. Uh, and then the performance of um, Namor. He was awesome. I have no idea who that character, who that actor was. Uh, and it was a surprise. It was great. I, I think the the way he he is able to kind of have that balance between um, good and evil, because he's kind of in that gray area. And I, I think that's the best way to go about Marvel characters. When you go full on evil, it's you know unless it's something like Loki, and even then, um, was he really the villain? I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I think this works. I think the way they went about this particular character as not a villain but an antagonist, 
I think it really works. I I loved that they leaned into um, the culture of uh, Latin America um, and seeing all the symbols and um, the architecture, the the way they speak, uh, the way they look. It's it's great. It's a, it's another way to show how um, people were oppressed, not only in Africa, but also here in the West. And um, it, it gave us uh, a new view of a different civilization, kind of like what happened in Black Panther. I do, I, I do wish that we could have seen a lot more from, from their city. Because uh, mm -hmm. I think Talokan was, I think it had the potential to be as, as awesome as Wakanda was when we first saw it. Yeah. It just, for me, it didn't quite get there. We, even though we went to the depth of it, I, maybe, maybe spending a bit more time there could have probably given me uh, a, a bit more. Um. But I was really happy when when I when I saw the background of um, of Namor, watching his origin story, it was it was fun. It was it was a really good way to to kind of introduce us to this character, um, and also the the way that he starts in the movie, he's a badass, right? Uh, yeah, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. His people are a force to be reckoned with. And then the other thing that I that I really liked about this movie is that. It's ending phase four with a story about grief. And I think it's a perfect bookend to mirror the one that started it all in, in, in phase four, which is WandaVision. And that story is completely about grief as well. <laughs> so that's, that's basically my favorite parts of the movie. And then the rest is just what I'm calling the... Um, MCU the, bloat. The... Yeah, MCU blowed, but it's it's the Iron Man two curse, and and not that I'm comparing these two movies as far as quality because I think Iron Man two is terrible, but it gave me some Iron Man two vibes because it's overstuffed with so many plot points. I just felt that most of those things were extraneous to the plot. It it they were forced at best. Um. And I'm not comparing this just because there's an iron suit in this movie. <laughs> but I just didn't feel that these extra things were organic to the plot. They felt more like they were kind of dictated from from on high. I don't want to say Kevin, but someone. <laughs> or, 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 yeah. And, and so, so, okay. So let's start with Riri. Um, I get that they want to introduce this character because they have a show that's coming out, right? But I don't think this was the time. I don't think this story deserved that, right? We we, we start with this um, with this movie in 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 a in a in a very um, in a very dour way, right? We're watching a character die. We're going to the funeral, and then they they kind of tack this um, 
this uh, genius on the side, and and then her her plot points don't really go anywhere. Um, I just I was really disillusioned with the way that they uh, forced that plot line into it, um, and then you have Ro- the whole Ross of it um, also didn't kind of didn't mesh. I mean, you, I'm I'm sure you can cut that entire thing out, and the movie would make sense. Oh, I almost forgot about that. But of course, <laughs> I mean, you kind of need that because we have this other movie. Right, that's coming out, and uh, and so yeah, you need to kind of had the have this connective uh, tissue. But I don't know. I just I felt the movie felt so long at some points, and it's because of moments like those. Right? If 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 the script would have would have stuck to. Um, the rest of of the conflict, uh, I th- I think it would have been much better. Um, the fact that we have other countries trying to get vibranium that's fantastic. That's I'm I'm on board with all of that, right? But then to kind of tie it to this scientist who built the machine and then they want to kill him, but it's like, it's, dude, it's too much. It's just Stick to the core things, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think on paper, what they might have been wanting to do was to have a replacement for the Killmonger character to kind of represent the African-American, you know, perspective yeah. and experience. Mm-hmm. So that's why they put Riri Williams in the place. Um, but I, and unfortunately, I think you're right. It does feel shoehorned. Um, but she does kind of feel like a stand-in, you know, for kind of any any black person in America who would love to go to Wakanda and seeing how, through her eyes, how they would react and all that, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know if, if having her be the scientist, you know, who built this Wakanda machine that the U.S. government was using was the best approach. Um, and it did feel like, finally, you know, when you got to Chicago, or sorry, was it? No, they were, they were in Boston, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That set piece just felt like, all right, why did you have to do a set piece in Boston, you know? Um, so, I don't know, though. I, I do feel that, I like the character, though. I don't know. I, like, I, I kind of like her interactions with Shuri. Um, I felt like, I enjoyed, actually, the, the scenes there where they were bantering. Um, so, I don't know. It did get me a little bit more... Uh, excited for Ironheart. It was before I was like, oh, they're just going to try to do another Iron Man, try to you know catch lightning in a bottle again, which they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I like I, I like you said, I don't know if this was the best medium to bring her into the into the fold. But I do see why they did it. You know? Oh and yeah, I, can, I mean, I it's obvious why that. they did it. It's it's super yeah. obvious why they did it. But um, yeah, I mean, the whole Ever Ross thing, I had totally forgot about that. Although, funnily enough. People got people cheered when that placard came up when he showed up in the forest because that's like ten miles down the road from where I am. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, you cut that part out. I don't know if I should identify my location on the Uh-oh. internet. Anyway, uh, no, but yeah, I mean, having her. What's her name? I, I forgot her name already. Director, whatever. Ju- Julia Ju- 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 Dreyfus. Julia Dreyfus. Yeah, her character be his ex-wife. I thought that was that was fun. Um, 
not necessary, but fun. You find out that she's the CIA director after having showed up in these other projects. But it does feel like kind of, you know, I was reading a few critic reviews and they were saying, oh, it's great when the Marvelness doesn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm what I'm saying. It just it fe- you kind of feel the hand of of the Marvel gods kind of guiding the script, saying, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta include this. You gotta include this, buddy." Um, so I, I'm I'm sure it wasn't easy for for Ryan to kind of navigate all that, um, especially yeah, interestingly enough. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, so I mean, interestingly enough, right? Going back to the first time that we saw Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther was actually Civil War, but that worked so damn well. Yeah. It just, it did not feel shoehorned at all. Mm -hmm. So there is a way to do it still, but I do wonder if maybe there is some fatigue in, in that sense where like, all right, not every movie has to set up another movie or franchise or character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and so. and the way that they introduced T'Challa felt very organic because it was just it was part of the plot of that movie. Yeah, uh, this one is just it's I don't know if it, it feels to me it feels so distant from from the core conflict of of this movie. Well, Although, she was made of nothing. Yeah, right? yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with the Okoye character, they try to give they give her this 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 suit this new suit, and which is a, based on the comics. Yeah, but what does awesome. it do? What what what's yeah. what's so great about that suit? It flies. All right, okay, fine. I don't know. I would I would much rather see her with a spear. She's awesome with the spear. Um. Midnight Angels coming to you Disney Plus 2024. <laughs> You're joking, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what Marvel <laughs> these days? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I, I do wonder, though, would we have been as um, you brought up Iron Man 2, yes, as an example of how this interconnected tissue part maybe doesn't work out and it feels shoehorned. But how much of it is, is we're just so tired of seeing it? I don't know. Because there were times where, like, if we were introduced a new character, let's say Vision in, you know, Age of Ultron, that was exciting. That was new. That was cool. Even yeah, though but it, JC, that, the, it was a little bit shoehorned. JC, okay, all right. It, 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 having Vision in that movie makes sense with the plot, Okay, because that's that's the whole end goal for for uh, Ultron, right? He wants to inhabit that body, right? That it becomes Vision. Well, that's that's something that. Well, okay, so it 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 makes sense because it's it's part of the plot, right? This thing it feels like it's it's put in there because we have a show that's premiering next year. And we need to show her somehow to our audience so that they know who she is. But maybe, maybe it, it could have been done better if, I don't know, they made her closer to Wakanda to begin with rather than in the middle of Boston, which is like nowhere near Wakanda. And then having this whole plot, you know, with the device 
to bring her in might but, have worked better. I don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna speculate as to what I would do because I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the that Ryan and and Robert were uh, were holed up trying to figure the script out because I know that it, it was tough. It, you know, you you have you have your original script, your original vision, and then tragedy strikes, and you have to kind of reinvent everything. Yeah. Um. So kudos to them for finding a way out. Uh, I, I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing. I'm not criticizing them per se because I I know that the road to get here was tough. Not only just for writing's sake, I mean, because you have to kind of invent a new story, but emotionally, to get through this, you lost a friend. And it's, I'm, 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 I'm sure that it wasn't easy to, to come up with something new. Um, I just wish that um, it would have stuck a little bit more with, with, um, with the whole Wakanda of it all, rather than involving other stuff, because for I don't, I don't, I don't know I don't, I don't want to keep harping on it because it, I I did enjoy the movie. Okay, it it might sound like I didn't, but but I did like it. I did like it. I think I think it has really important things to say about oppression, about colonization, um, and um, about the the not so different reasons why why we take revenge um and why we want to better our our own um civilizations um it's just my biggest issue is just that it's it felt just too bloated yeah mm -hmm. that's that's basically it but i did enjoy the movie i did enjoy it um I, it was so sad to see uh, Angela Bassett's character die. Um, I think it was bold. It was a bold move because you you have your ace, and you kind of you take it away from us, man, and, and that's not cool. It's not cool. But it was even even though it, it's a it's kind of a cheap way to get Shuri to to pull her pants up. Um, I understand why they did it. Um, so yeah, Angela Bassett wasn't happy with it herself. The article came out today, something about when she read the script, she talked to Ryan, was like, "Hey, no, I don't think you should be killing off Queen Ramonda." But you know, yeah, like you said, it sure he needed the push to become the Black Panther. So that was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for a movie being called Black Panther, there's there's not much Black Panther in it, is there? It's just uh, I guess it was more so Wakanda forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, you know what? I I really enjoyed um, Mbaku. He yeah. was he was. Uh, I think his arc from the first one is uh, is very interesting. Um, seeing him as one of the counselors, that was great. With a carrot in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, his he, was, 
It's a fun character. I really liked every every time he was there. It was great. Um, and now he's. Well, I he, thought not, I thought I thought he was dead when when uh, Namor you know like punched him in the chest. <laughs> oh man, you're killing off another one. I don't know, but I'm glad he survived it. But he's the he's the king now, right? Yeah, yeah. So Sh- Sh- Shuri ha- wants nothing to do with the crown. She just wants to kick ass. Is that it? Is that what we're supposed I to I guess so. Okay. She doesn't want to govern, which, you know, right. seems like those tribal elders are hard to deal with, so I wouldn't yeah. blame her. Yeah, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um so so yeah, so JC, anything else anything else you want to add to this? What do we miss? So it's so we were talking about how much this movie kind of resembled a Marvel movie, right? What I really, really liked was just how the last scene Mm -hmm. and like kind of like the epilogue played out. Yep. In a very non Marvel movie like Mm -hmm. manner. With the long shot on 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 Letitia Wright and her just, you know, crying out, burning the funeral garb. Yeah. That and no music in the background. I thought that was just beautiful and genius. Yeah, and and okay, so JC. All right. All right, all right. And oh, sorry, and let me finish my thought real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That makes me want maybe this to be Ryan Coogler's last Marvel movie. Almost, I feel like he is. I feel like he's ready to move beyond, you know, the Marvel confines. If mm-hmm. we're talking about just filmmaking, I want to see him make, you know, a great movie. Now that's maybe not set in the Marvel universe. But it seems I also want him to make Secret Wars, so I'm kind of de- conflicted, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but that scene... Wait, is he like, attached to that? No, no. But okay. I think it's one of those scenes where it's like, it's his if he wants it. Mm-hmm. question is, does he want to stay in Marvel you know, world, or does he want to go and do a smaller indie? Because he hasn't done anything that's not Black Panther, I think, since, since Creed, right? Yeah. 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 So... But I, I think he I has know. a first look deal with Disney. I think so. Oh, does he? I, well, I think his his uh, his production company does. Uh, okay. I gotta, well, I maybe gotta, something non Disney would be better. Check. I don't know. But okay, so so JC, so just just imagine that three quarters of this movie were like that. Okay. I I think. <laughs> I think it would have been a much better movie. But but that's not me. I mean, this movie is full on four quadrant. And I get it. Yeah. It's 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 Marvel and that's what they excel at. Um but I I was just I was I was missing that thing which I was glad that that we got to experience it at the end, that release, right? Um, yeah. And and even the way that it was shot uh, was was very different from the rest of the movie. I just wish that we would have had a little bit more of that. It would have it would have felt a bit more complete, and I don't know. It would have probably filled me a bit more. Maybe. Well, I think what felt so what was so different was the camera just stayed on her, and they let the scene breathe and have its time right mm-hmm. even in the beginning with the funeral scene as touching as that was it was very short and 
again, going back to reading critic reviews and all that, saying like, you know, this movie was allowed to grief within the confines of what a Marvel movie could be. I totally agree with that because there were so many moments where I felt like, all right, just forget the set piece. Let's spend time with these characters mm-hmm. and just feel it. You know, like with you know Shuri and and the Queen by the lake. That should have that could have been longer. The funeral scene, like I said, could have been longer. You know, closer akin to what we saw at the very end there. And so yeah, that was like, you know, that was definitely cathartic. I felt like after feeling like you're. You're just in a Marvel movie, and you, and you see what they're trying to do, but you finally allow Ryan to do what he wants to do, almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, um, how do you like the? How do you like the uh, the, the after or mid credit scene? Uh yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Didn't surprise Did you me expect? at all. I didn't expect you, oh, you didn't? it. No, I didn't. I didn't okay. expect it, but. I it it didn't it wasn't a wow what <laughs> I I it was yeah sure yeah makes sense I mean people in the Marvel universe they have sex right I mean that's, <laughs> that's what happens they certainly right? do in Star Wars now oh that's yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they have uh, nice sweaty sex and then they go take a shower right. They go. <laughs> is this podcast PG thirteen or? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so you know, like you said, great movie could have been better, definitely if the Marvelness didn't get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. But kind of what we talked about before, you know, maybe we're no longer the target audience. I don't know. You say it's a four quadrant movie. But maybe we're not the main quadrant mm. for this kind of movie anymore. Because it, it, it does start to feel a little bit like, all right, I kind of want something that's a little bit more meaty. Yeah. A little bit, you know, more focused on performances than the big set pieces, which as cool as the fight between, you know, Black Panther and Namor was, does start to feel a little bit like, okay, uh, this is like a Marvel fight scene. I've seen this, what, 20... 30 times now, right? <laughs> you know what? I speaking of that scene, I I like that scene more than than the Killmonger at the end scene. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The CG there's less CGI at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's more, I don't know, it felt more br- brutal this time around. Oh yeah. Well, she got I mean she got, impaled. got stabbed in the free. <laughs> yeah, she got impaled, man. Which I still don't know how she survived it, but Maybe it's there. Me neither. <laughs> but hey, yeah. movie magic. Movie magic. But her ripping off that wing from his ankle, I was like, ooh, man, this is like starting to get into, you know, again, Ryan's uh, uh, creed, you know, is, is uh, that's kind of style. So, again, want to so, see more so of that. Speaking, speaking of wings, what type of wings were those? Were they chicken wings or... <laughs> or, or, or no, no, I'm being, I'm being serious. I'm talking about the feathers, um, because let's let's say let's say it's it's uh, it's duck wings, right? Um, ducks have have a, a a gland that they okay. that they um, they use their beak to express oil from that gland, and then they they kind of smooth it onto their uh, feathers, right, to repel the water. 
So how does this guy do it? Uh, does he does, does he secrete an oil from his ankles or or what? Because he you comes... still have Ryan's email, right? You should shoot Ryan an, e- an email. And ask him, <laughs> hey, it's Rich. Haven't talked to you for a couple for a few years, but I just have this one question. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm kidding. Is this the first time that mutant was said in the MCU? Well, I know that they in, well, in a movie, yeah, yes. In Miss Marvel, they said mutation. They didn't say mutant, right? Whatever, dude. I think this is the first <laughs> mutant mentioned. Okay. So. All right. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. So, there you go. So That's exciting. It's kind of exciting because we've been waiting for this whole mutant thing. So, at this point, they're just trolling us, right? <laughs> just tell right, us. So wanna... Tell us that that, uh, that you guys are doing X-Men. Yeah. So, Okay. We've complained about the MCU. Now let's do the the very you know, typical MCU ranking. Now, how does Phase Four, as a whole, now that's complete, rank for you amongst the other phases? Ooh, look, Phase Four has has highs. Um, I'm talking about WandaVision, Loki. Um, was Spider Man part of Phase Four? No way home, yeah. Okay, no way home, and 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 uh, 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 Miss Marvel. Those four, for me, top notch. However, this has been a very meandering phase, and as far as an end goal, I'm still kind of lost. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I know they're tight. Uh, they're tight together somehow, but I don't know. Uh, I I also know that Kang is coming, but we haven't seen any of that in any of the movies, right? The only place we've seen Kang was in Loki, and he just showed up for one episode, and that's it, right? So. I don't feel the impending threat yet. Um, so yeah, I don't think as, as far as being consequential, mm-hmm. I don't think phase four has been as consequential as the phases that came before it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. What yeah, about you? I mean, what... I've been struggling trying to place it to see if I like if I like phase one better or phase two because I think those two are probably the most comparable right uh, phase three by far definitely the the best and my favorite mm-hmm. phase two had a lot of great movies too obviously winter soldier guardians of the galaxy and you know I think dr strange was phase two too I forgot no ant-man was phase two I actually liked ant-man a lot so um, age of Ultron was okay so I think like it's like three and two. And then one obviously had some misfires, Iron Man 2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had The Incredible Hulk, which weren't great. And you have, you know, kind of the the mirrors here in Phase 4 of Eternals, Black Widow, which I still think was probably the worst Phase 4 movie, if not one of the worst Marvel movies. Um, okay, okay. But um, okay. then, like uh, you said, there's like the highs of No Way Home. 
Um, you forgot to mention Shang-Chi. So you had a lot of great highs, and I guess you know Black Panther probably joins that up higher tier rather than the lower ones mm-hmm. where I think mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness and all that sits. So I don't know. I would, I would maybe put Phase 4 just a little bit above Phase 1 despite having Iron Man and, you know, and Captain America and Thor, the original ones. But, um, but yeah, I, I really hope Phase 5, and it does seem like everything's going to come more together, but I feel like that pans out. We're going to get Kang very, very soon, obviously, you know, in Ant-Man. Uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer. That was pretty exciting. Um, granted, it could be another CGI fest, so who knows. But it does feel like it's the start of something else, right? It was the start of the Disney Plus shows. Not every single one of them was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, just like Phase 2 kind of brought things together, better Phase 5 will do the same. I just, I just feel like they haven't guided us in this phase and that's why i'm 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 i i do not know i'm not too uh i don't feel too good about this phase i've enjoyed well, it's the first phase to not have an avenger movie right phase 1 ended with the avengers obviously uh-huh uh-huh two ended kind of with age of ultron three obviously ended with infinity war and endgame this one didn't have any of that i am looking forward to ant-man and the Ant Man and the Wasp in the multiverse of what in the no <laughs> in the, the Ant Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania that that Quantum Verse yeah that in the multi in the Quantum Verse of Madness in the Quantum Madness <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna make sense at the end don't worry about it kids and if it doesn't you know. There'll be more movies you can make. try to make sense of. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, JC, I think this is a, a good a good place to kind of wrap it up. Um, so if people want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Oh, follow me on Instagram. I, I, my Instagram's public now, Bear, uh, at, at BarryBigBird06. All right. Well, JC, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming here, and we'll talk later. Always a good time, man. Thank you. 